Welcome, everybody, to the Insiders Wrestling Podcast, and we have a guest from our days community with us today. Say hello, everybody, to Brandy. Brandy is a, a member of the community, and she reached out to us via YouTube, and we, are, we have the pleasure of talking with her today. We're going to talk some wrestling. Brandy, welcome, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, you guys. It made my week. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Love yeah. to hear that. Love to hear that. And you made hours with your comment on YouTube. You definitely did. You definitely <laughs> did. Uh, was again, uh, you know, we, we talk about this with the community a little bit, but this is, you know, this is the kind of thing, this is why we do this stuff. Uh, Jeff and I just yeah. love doing this and, and we enjoy it so much. And, and the fact that we are able to, you know, connect with you guys and, 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 you know, share things with you guys is, is, you know, above and beyond everything else. So that's awesome. But anyway, welcome. So I'm, I guess Thank I'll get you. started with this and ask you. So how did you find the uh, how did you find the day's community, and and when did you find the community? I had no idea. Like I didn't <laughs> know anything about YouTube. My my six year old knows more about YouTube than I do. But um, my my husband at the time said, "I've heard about this guy. I think you should listen to him because you'd get a lot more out of it than me just sitting there trying to tell you what's happening on screen." And he was extremely good at that, but, you know, he would still miss some of those really important nuances where, you know, I'd be like, okay, what happened? And I started listening. To, I didn't realize Days had a stream, you know, I was just looking at his update videos and kind of, you know, breaking news. And then one day I realized, wait, he's streaming raw and he's doing SmackDown. And I just absolutely fell in love. And if he could be, the voice of my voiceover on my phone, I would have a fit. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just, I love how descriptive he is. And I think a lot of that is lost in the announcing today. That's awesome. That's awesome. Completely agree with you there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So how long have, um, how long was it? How long have you been, um, how long have you been a part of the community now? Um, I guess doing the streams probably three or four months and then like just listening to his updates and things probably a year or so. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you, you've, yeah, you're actually, you've been in the community and longer than Jeff and myself then I guess. Yeah. Okay. That's very cool. So what got you, and I know we were talking about this a little bit before the show, what got you started in, in being interested in wrestling? Um, when you grow up in a small town in the South, especially in the eighties, you realize you only have three channels and on Saturday nights wrestling was on or Saturday mornings wrestling was on. And, um, with my brother and sister, my dad could do more physical things, but that was a way that he and I connected was he would watch wrestling and, you know, I would think I want to do something with my dad. So I would sit and watch with him. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. That's, 
that's funny that I, again, we just had another wrestler on and said the same thing, you know, a lot of it is passed on from generation to generation. Um, and, and, uh, and, and he said that too, he mm-hmm. got it from his father going to the, and again, my dad, I don't think he watched it so much, but I, but he took me to shows. Um, yeah. I was, I had gone to like some of the really local gyms in, in my area mm-hmm. that, you know, very small gyms. Um, but they would have, you know, wrestling shows in there. And, and so I, I was, I was lucky enough to, to go to some of those and, and that's kind of what got me started in the whole thing. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's how it starts for a lot of us. It's, it's just comes down from people watching it and, 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 yeah. listening and enjoying it. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And I was so drawn to Hulk Hogan, you know, as a kid, you yeah. know, looking back on it, you know, some of it may be a little campy, but I mean, you see some of those moments with Macho Man and Elizabeth or, you know, the incident with Andre. I mean, it's just, you can't get anything better than that. No, I agree. I agree. The era of Hulk Hogan was amazing (laughs) um, and really started everybody on, you know, just, you know, he, again, for, for me, I mean, I was in my early, early teens, I guess. And it was, he was a superhero. He really was. Yeah. And, you know, Dusty Rhodes, when he came to WWE, I loved him. Yep. And it, it's so funny now I look back on it and we would be watching wrestling and my dad would throw out a Dusty line. You know, he'd be like, too sweet to be sour, the man of the hour. And I would thought, what is he talking about? <laughs> and now, you know, I go back and I'm like, Dusty was a genius. Absolutely. Yes, he was. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I have to ask, as a fellow Southerner, were you more of a WWE fan or a NWA WCW fan? I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> well, um, only having three channels growing up, we didn't get, we didn't have cable because we live in the country, and um, I was fifteen. Uh, when we got satellite television and so I remember seeing the first nitro and going this is totally different this is something new so the Monday Night Wars I absolutely loved I I hated Eric Bischoff now I love him um you know uh the Attitude Era it was just you know we would go to school and everybody's talking about you know in class hey what happened on Nitro last night what happened on Raw and um we even had one teacher in uh, in a class of mine when I was in the 10th grade and on Tuesdays we spent the entire class talking about what happened on Nitro or Raw the night before so that was cool Mm -hmm. I was growing up here. I was uh, more of a NWA, WCW guy, I guess. And I mean, I did keep up with WWF at the time, and you know, mm-hmm. I would watch Hulk Hogan and you know all those characters. And that's that's one of the things about the '80s too is that the the wrestlers were larger than life personas at that time. Absolutely. So, so it was just like a, di- I mean, it was a different feel, different vibe, and um, I really enjoyed that. But I, you know, I, I kept up with WWF at the time, but uh, I was, I was a diehard NWA, WCW guy. So guys like Sting and, absolutely, uh, you know, 
like Nikita Koloff and Ricky Steamboat and all those guys, I, I was a huge fan. I love um, Arn Anderson. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a huge Mick Foley fan. I don't know if it's because Mick probably has multiple personalities, but there you uh, go. <laughs> I, if, if I could meet one, one guy, it would, it would be Mick. I mean, you know, you, you go back and you, you hear about his match with Vader, how he lost his ear, and it's just, yeah, it's just mind-blowing. You know, what these guys do for what they love is, in many cases, to me, uncomprehensible. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Mick Foley was one of those guys where his story is an incredible story where yes, you know, he, just, he, he came from the backyard and he was jumping off of roofs and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, he came from that, uh, from, from that, I, I think a friend of mine, oh, I'm trying to think, we went to a convention at one point up this way. And I remember Mick was there and a friend of mine went and got an autograph with him. Um, I'm jealous. I'm yeah, jealous. yeah, it was really cool. I, I, at the time, I don't, I think I was somewhere else getting one from another person or something like that. And then by the time I got back over, the line was so long, I knew I'd never make it in. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he, um, it was, it was really cool. And, and uh, he still has the picture and everything like that. And he said, he's a, he's a genuinely nice person. I mean, when you, when you go up, you know, he, he talked to them for a while and stuff like that and, and everything. So yeah, um, he, he was, he was really fun to watch. And I know we were talking yeah. about this earlier too with characters. Um, mm-hmm. How can you be the guy who has four different characters? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Cactus Jack. I mean, I would love to see a match with Cactus and Bray. You know, mm. if if I can dream, oh, that would be but great. absolutely. Dream match. Yep. Without absolutely. A doubt. Without a absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. And Bray's working on. I mean, who knows, you know, that the stuff that we've heard, the stuff that we, you know, we, we've, we've read and, and heard about Bray is, you know, that, that again, it's not, this is nowhere near what he's going to do. So is he going to form more characters himself? I mean, he, he has mm-hmm. two right now, but who knows? I mean, we got, we got stuff that, that's, that indicates that he may. So, it, you know, and I know he is, he, I know he kind of idolizes Mick, um so yeah i love it yeah i know that's 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 really awesome that's really awesome i really hope he brings back that kind of waylon mercy-esque character of of the cult leader i loved that cult leader bray yeah yeah Yeah, loved it yep absolutely absolutely well we saw we got a glimpse of it in the funhouse match um (laughs) so you know it's still it's still within him to do that um, but yeah, uh, it, it very well could happen. Very well could happen. So um, again, I think we were talking a little bit before we started the show. Um, so tell everybody what your what was the what was the uh, the biggest impact match maybe that you saw early on when you first um, when you first started being a wrestling fan. What what was the what was the first match that you really really remember that stood out for you? The first thing I can remember. And I was born in 82, so WrestleMania 5 was, what, 89? So I was, seven, I was seven years old. And that year for Christmas, um, I was one of triplets. And so Christmas at our house, we, we had to share a lot. And so a present to all of us was the two cassette of WrestleMania 5. And I think eventually we broke those tapes. Um, 
and and that got me into it and then um once I guess wrestling started to be more syndicated I remember Brother Love and now you know I I absolutely love Bruce Pritchard but (laughs) you know when I was a kid he scared me (laughs) (laughs) And, and then you know that absolutely iconic moment where Hulk is on the Brother Love show and then Earthquake just you know flattens him and yep. uh, you know they, they wwe was trying to get you to do this write-in campaign let hulk know you know how much you get i remember doing that yeah oh the good old days of wrestling man the good old days of wrestling i loved all those characters i love yes. the i love the saturday night's main events i loved all that mm-hmm. stuff uh hurricane and and what was it tugboat was the other one weren't they the yeah tugboat, tugboat. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So many, so many amazingly like, and it was so eighties because it was the amazing, they were also like colorful characters. And so like, you know, like really overblown characters. I mean, you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't see that much anymore. Um, You know, some people will really go over and above like, like what, you know, what they could do, but you really don't Mm -hmm. lost thing so you don't see that all that much and and yeah it was it was a really great time for that so wrestlemania 5 so you wore the cassette out i've done that <laughs> i can totally yeah. know, I can see where you're coming from uh yeah. totally hear that i've done that many many times um what uh who who was and i know you said hulk hogan mick foley um yeah. if who's your favorite wrestler now who do you who do you really you know who do you really think is is doing a great job now Mick Foley's still my all-time. Um, okay. Right now, I love Taker. You know, he's on my oh, Mount yeah. Rushmore. Yep. Um, but as far as kind of newer talent, um, I love I love Randy because <laughs> I love his theme song. I wish it could be my ringtone. Um, and the voices song, you, know, you mean? Yes. Just because of what I do for a living, oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and uh, I got really excited when Shinsuke came in, and yep. I I wish he was doing more like from the beginning. I really love him, and I love a lot of the women. I know Rhonda's pretty controversial right now, but um, I think she genuinely has a love for wrestling. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. I know Jeff and I. We were talking about the uh, the whole Ronda controversy. What's so? What's your what's your take on that? We talked about this on our podcast episode a couple of days ago. Um, yeah. What's, what's, I, what's I, your, I, go ahead. I heard. Um, you know, I think it's a combination of a work and a shoot. Yep. Um, she's such a perfectionist. You know, I got that from the Total Divas last season. That's another uh, wicked pleasure of mine. But, you know, I just, um, I got that she was such a perfectionist, but she was so genuine and wanting to do something good for the business, I felt like. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the match with Becky was just, you know, I couldn't even see it. And I thought it was fantastic. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I always liked Rhonda. Um, I don't watch much MMA or, 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 you know, but I do like, you know, I always liked her as, as an athlete. She always seemed very, very committed to everything mm-hmm. that she did. Um, and, uh, and I agree. I, and I think Jeff and I both agree. I think Jeff, you said that too, right? With the, with it being both. 
Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a combination between work and a shoot. I, I think that, yeah. you know, like you said, Brandy, she is a perfectionist. And I think coming from the background that she has of being an Olympic athlete and then being at the top of the game in the UFC, uh, yeah, I think she mm -hmm. came into WWE wanting to be the best. And I think she found out, okay, this is a lot of work. And not mm -hmm. only is it a lot of work, but the fans can really dictate a lot. So Absolutely. I think when she got, when she got some of the reactions she did, uh, I think that really, you know, kind of, you know, hurt her feelings to a certain extent. And I do think that some of what she said was definitely how she feels, but I also think that this is setting up for something bigger down the road. And I, I have to say, um, I want to see Nia Jax do so much more. I love the example that she sets. Um, and for her to have come back from, I believe she had double knee surgery. And now yes. she's, you know, wanting to be right back in the ring. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. What did you think of, uh, what did you think of WrestleMania? Okay, I know a lot of people are saying, I don't like the empty arena matches, you know, it's so much more for me, because with the crowd, so much is, is lost for me, like, I can't see anything on the television screen, on the, on any screen, actually, I can detect light, and that's it, okay, so, gotcha. um, being able to actually hear so much of the action in the ring, hearing the conversation, you know, the, the trash talk, it, it, it makes it so much more for me. Um, so I really liked that aspect of it. Um, if I could have been able to actually see the Funhouse match and the Boneyard match, I think I just would have been hysterical. Um, but I listened to Days during those matches and his descriptions were just fantastic. So... Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, um, they were unique and I know we've talked mm -hmm. to a lot of people about them afterward. And I think WWE would be making a big mistake if they don't go forward with stuff like that. Um, I agree. Because especially, I know they can't do it all the time uh, because it costs a lot of money. I, I granted, mm -hmm. I know they have a lot of money and they own it. They have their own movie studios, but um, that kind of stuff is, it takes money to do. It's like filming a movie in a way. And, um, but they would be really silly if they didn't at the bigger events, especially like your right. Slam and your Royal Rumble and, and stuff to do at least one or two of those, they, they, they'd be crazy yeah. not to, because it's really, really groundbreaking, uh, for, for the business and really mind blowing. I, I thought it was fantastic. And, you know, Vince has said several times in different interviews, we make movies. So now he really is. Mm -hmm. yep. so. Yeah. That's a great point of view, though. I thank you for sharing that because, again, not many people would, would understand that, that, you know, the, the, you know the, normally the crowd noise and everything like that is, is a lot of all you hear. Um, mm -hmm. I would, I would imagine. So I, you know, we re really appreciate you giving that point of view because, you know, it's a, it's a completely different point of view, um, uh, for someone who is, is, is listening <laughs> to the, the show. So that's awesome. Love it. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people would probably go, how does a blind person enjoy wrestling? But you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's passion and it's, 
you know, um, falling in love with uh, someone's character or their voice or, you know, how they do a promo or, you know, and the announce team is really important. Um, and, and now you just don't get uh, JR's perspective, you know, like when he was in WWE, I love him in AEW or, or Tony Schiavone. I mean, they could really tell some stories. And uh, now I love, I love um, Corey Graves. Um, I think he does a pretty good job, but you still don't get everything. And that's why <laughs> I'll probably inflate Daisy's ego here, but he's become essential to me in my wrestling experience each week. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, again, I, I'm, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a huge compliment. And I, you know, I, again, Jeff and I can't thank you enough for the, the compliment you gave us and, and, and days I'm sure will feel the same way. I mean, it is, you know, and it's something you don't really think of. Um, I mean, I know no. I've gotten used to turning my sound down, um, yeah. when we're streaming with him, because like you said, um, the commentators, eh, you know, they're, they're not, they're not what they used to be. Um, you know, like you were saying with JR and stuff like that, it was always great to hear that, that constant voice that you had right. on some of the shows, but they change around so much now. Um, the closest yeah. thing we get to someone steady is Michael Cole. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. What do you miss most about the older days? Because I know, you know, we, I talk about this a lot of times too. I think I know um, when we were on the, when I had my 80s uh, uh, show and we were talking about old wrestling and stuff, I know me and Jeff had mentioned, I, I, like I miss some, like the managers, like the valets, like some of the stuff like that, like the crooked exactly. referees. Exactly. Exactly. Some of the podcasts I've listened to lately have kind of profiled some of those people. And Sherry Martell, I mean, for one of the ladies today to be like Sherry was, I mean, would just, people would have a fit. Yep. Um, Jimmy Hart, uh, I don't, I don't know if there's a more genuine manager in the business. Mm -hmm. I, I think he's such a genuine person. Um, in different interviews I've heard from him, uh, Bobby Heenan, there, uh -huh. there will never be nope. another person like Bobby nope. Heenan. No, oh, I agree. I agree. Um, and oh gosh, the million. I loved the Million Dollar Man as kind of a stable leader. I thought yeah. that was awesome. Um, and and you just don't get that. In, you, you know, you're never going to have your four horsemen again. You know, um, they might try with the four horsewomen, but yeah. you know, you're never going to have a four horseman again. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I, again, like you said, yeah, I, I miss those days. There, there were a lot of things about them that, like you said, I mean, they, they had those managers there and it wasn't even that, you know, nowadays you kind of might see someone come into someone's corner like Paul Heyman, mm -hmm. you know, with Brock Lesnar, but it's more of Paul a, Heyman. Oh yeah. Paul's great. I, I, I absolutely, I think he's got a, he's a brilliant mind. Um, yes. But I think they don't, they don't really do it. They didn't really do it for the same reasons they do it today. I think more than likely today when they think a, 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 an athlete might need a manager is because they don't think they have a mouthpiece. They don't think they can talk. And I think they'll send somebody out with them at that point. But back then. I can see that with Brock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can too. 
But I mean, in, back in those days, I don't think that was the case. The manager just added no. to this. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, Cindy Lauper coming in with Rindy Richter or mm-hmm. <laughs> Captain Lou. I mean, you, <laughs> you, just, you, you just can't recreate some of that magic. Nope. And Miss nope. Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, people, people talk about what started the Divas Revolution or the Women's Revolution. It was Miss Elizabeth. I mean, I would... she was just elegance and grace. And, you know, she was one of the first big examples for me as a female um, of... You know, you can be beautiful and successful. You know, I and agree. and I just I I loved her. Yep, yep, I agree. I agree. Oh man, like I said, the good old days. It, it's and and then you know we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about evil referees. You remember the bad referees <laughs> like, like yes. Davis and and yes. you know the referees who would throw the matches and stuff like that. Is it you know mm-hmm. it's stuff like that that you just you don't see it anymore. And again. It goes back to the point we were talking about earlier, just about storylines. So, you, like, you just yes. you don't see them just develop the the storylines as much as they as they could. And I, you know, I really hope that the the athletes that are doing that kind of stuff today that they really, really, you know, they work with them and they and they really yes. push that that thought that hey, we're going to reward you because listen, you, you're coming up with a great story here, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, man, I, I I just hope that that continues. I hate that everything is as scripted now as it is. If you had scripted Stone Cold, he would have been Stone Cold. Right. You know? Very true. If you had scripted Shawn Michaels, he would not have been Mr. WrestleMania. Yep. So. That's true. Can you, can you imagine them trying to script DX promos? Oh, forget back it. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> forget it. No. Forget it. Like, it, no. even, even The Rock. Like, even, even The Rock. Like, the things he would come up with, I, I, I'd sit there cracking up laughing because of the stuff that he would come up with. And it was like, where does he come off with this stuff? Oh, man. Yeah, just so good. So good. So uh, what else do you, uh, do you watch? Oh, do, you, do you, do you, no, go ahead. No, I just, I just, I, I used to love it when say, finally, The Rock would come back to, and then he'd say, he, you know, tell somebody, I don't care what your name is. Every once in a while now, I'll do that to one of my friends. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, do you listen to any other wrestling shows out there other than, um, other than WWE now? I, I heard you mention AEW. Do you, watch, do you listen yeah, to I, AEW I, as well? I'm a big Rhodes family fan. Okay. Not just that Cody was smart enough to marry a woman named Brandy. But um, <laughs> I I loved Goldust's character, you know. And you know, as a teenager, I didn't know what androgyny was, but I loved the glamour and the mystique of mm-hmm. that character. And I I absolutely fell in love with with Dustin Rhodes. And you know, even kind of his evolution, you know, his stuff with uh, Booker T or his stuff with R-Truth, and now he's in AEW, and he's the best that he's ever been, and I love it. And he's 50. Who cares? I know, but it's just amazing. It's just amazing to see that someone that's been around for as long as he has continues to evolve and get better. 
But he, you know, the the old school guys, they did that. I mean, Flair was still wrestling in the sixties. Yeah. And yeah. gosh, uh, um Harley Race, I mean Dusty. Yeah. I mean, these guys were like, if I can't be in the ring, I'm not living. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. So how about um, any of the other things as well? Or just is it just WWE and AEW for you? Uh, pretty much WWE, AEW. You know, I go back and, and look, you know, listen to some WCW stuff from back in oh, the day yeah. because of the network. Um, I don't know a lot about Impact. I don't know a lot about NWA. I really, I had no clue when it was TNA that, you know, Sting had gone there and, you know, so many of these people that I loved had gone to Kurt Angle and, and I wish I'd known that at the time, <laughs> even though, even though their product may not have been the best in the world, I would have loved to have seen some of that. Yeah. So we got to well, ask you, go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was, I was going to say, I, I got to throw a quick plug in there for NWA. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, I, I know you love, 80s wrestling and studio mm-hmm. wrestling if if you want that feel of nostalgia nwa is your ticket because they're doing cool. exactly that cool um didn't um mjf come from nwa i'm not i think i'm not sure where he might have come from that uh what was it called joe championship wrestling of hollywood yeah it could be the one okay. the, the one that zicky dice was just talking to us about yeah yeah i think he was just i think he was there i think you're right you know he's one of those characters that i think would have been successful in that kind of golden era that we've been talking about is is uh mjf yes yeah yes he is a guy that lives his gimmick for sure absolutely absolutely that's awesome that's awesome. So what do you, what do so you think? Entertaining. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you think of all of the, we, you know, I'd be remiss not to ask you because this is like the biggest storyline going. What did you think of mm-hmm. all the cuts in, um, in, in WWE? Um, I felt incredibly bad for these people mm-hmm. um, because I know a lot of them work as independent contractors and you know, that's, that's primarily how I've worked too. And it's, it's hard because, oh gosh, you know, you're blessed in this life if you get to do what you love. And for that to be taken away is one of the most heart-wrenching things that can happen, you know, in wrestling or not. It's very true. And I mean, just to hear, you know, uh, uh, people are making a lot about the talent itself that was released. And yes, there's some huge names there and, you know, some stuff like, you know, Rusev, who clearly loves what he does or, or Zack Ryder, you know, but just thinking about the backstage producers that they furloughed or let go. I mean, you think about the knowledge base of Mike Rotundo. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, it broke my heart. And then the next day you find out that How- Howard Finkel died. Yep. It's been a rough few, uh, it's been a rough week um, yeah. for, for the business, for sure. 
Um, and, and yeah. yeah, I mean, now I think they announced some stuff today where um, WWE is, is going to start doing alternating between live and taping. So mm-hmm. I kind of think there might be a little bit more than, than, than we're hearing about there because um, I, again, I know Wednesday and I was talking to Jeff about this as well. Um, there were, it seemed like there were a lot of cuts in jobs across the country that day. Bigger mm-hmm. corporations that were just, you know, furloughing people and, and laying people off and so on. I work for one of those. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I think that, they, I, I don't know, there must have been some sort of date. April 15th must have been some sort of date with, I don't know what it was, with banks maybe covering these, mm-hmm. these companies or with whatever, insurance dates, whatever the case might be. Um, but I, I, I just think that there was something else there. Um, other than, than, than what's going on. And I also think, and I, I, you know, obviously this is a question to you too. I think a lot of it has to do as well with safety of their athletes. And they talked about that being the reason that mm-hmm. they're taping more now, because, you know, th- I would imagine that these wrestlers do not feel comfortable getting on planes and, and going where they need to go. Now the ones that live in Florida, mm-hmm. the performance center, it wouldn't be so bad, but the ones who have right. to jump plane fly out there fly back you you know I, I i'm you know most people would be terrified to even get on a plane with the air and those things i would yeah i agree i agree so and i mean you don't you don't know what's underlying with the athlete i think roman reigns said today or yesterday you know you don't know what's going on with at home so mm. you don't know if any of these guys have underlying conditions you know that yep. won't affect them in the ring but it affects them in their daily life so Yep. And, you know, there's been guys in the past that got staph infections from the ring mat. So, yes. Yeah, you that's know, true. If you have to worry about the ring mat and now you have to worry about, well, who's six feet away from me or who's not, you know, I, I imagine that's very frightening for them. I would, I would agree. I would agree. Jeff, man, let, what, what's your perspective on that? I mean, I know you as a wrestler, as a, as an ex wrestler. So what, what would you, I mean, you know, at that point in time, what would you have felt like? I mean, obviously a lot of these guys have families and, you know, you've got to take that into consideration, uh, you know, of going out there in this kind of a thing. So what, what would you have felt like if you were, you know, you were in a, in a company like that and they said, Hey, we're moving forward. Uh, they deemed us an essential business and, you know, listen, you've got to make a choice. Either you're taking a furlough or you're coming to work. Um, I think for me, you know, it all depends on the the home dynamic, like Brandy said. And yep. you know, you you want to you want to trust that your employer has your best interest in mind, but you also have to be realistic when it comes down to. I mean, a business is in business to make money, so yes. you you have to really think about. You know, do, do I want to? potentially put myself in a position where I could contract this virus and then take it back home to my family and my kids, if I have a family and kids, uh, or do I want to keep, you know, putting myself at risk with all of this? So for me personally, I probably would have said, go ahead and furlough me and let me be at home with my family. And, you know, mm-hmm. that that's why I really respect what Roman Reigns did because you know, we just found out too that his wife is pregnant again with yes. twins. So, you know, that's a thing where you don't want to get that's your rough. your wife I know sick. From so, yeah. So, 
I mean, it's, I mean, pregnancy is hard enough without, you know, virus outbreaks. And then you add that, you know, factor on top of it. And then you, you know, you can really complicate the pregnancy further. So I, I probably would have elected to stay home and, um, but that's, that's just me, but I, I definitely, um, I definitely see for the folks that continue to wrestle, I think that they're doing it not necessarily just for themselves, but I believe they're doing it to entertain uh, the fans because again, this is a unique situation for everyone in the world. And, you know, right now everything is on hold. And I think they feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, if we can provide a little bit of an escape, uh, for a few hours a week for the fans, and then, you know, that's what we want to do. And it is. I think that's why so many of us are so passionate about it, because it is that escape, and it is, you know, something that just brings a smile when you need one the most. And I have a question for you guys. Do you think the cuts would have been as bad as they have been, if not for the XFL bankruptcy? Great question. Great question. question. And again, we were talking about this too. um, And and we we're probably going to start our new show with this coming uh, next week, but yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think so. um, Because, you know, he, he took a large cut. I mean, and, and, and it wasn't doing that badly this time. I mean, it was, they were having success. They were getting pretty good TV ratings Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I, I know that there was a lot of money that he put into that. And so, yeah, I would absolutely think that, that, that has a, that, that has a large, uh, a large thing to do with it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, I'm sure, I'm sure it probably played a, a role yeah. in, in some of that. And I feel so bad for, for Roman Reigns that he's getting the backlash from the fans that he's getting. I think people should be proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He took a stand. Um, and it's, it's yeah. not something that a lot of people would do. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a tough decision um, for some people too, because then you, you know, you, you start to kind of think, well, you know, I can't, a lot of times if you go on furlough, the company may say, well, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to hold your spot, but there's no guarantee. And then there's no guarantee. Right that you can go on unemployment. There's no guarantee that you're going to get your benefits paid for. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's a tough call. And there are, there are, you know, rumors out there saying that there may be some of the wrestlers that are on furlough now, and they were given a choice of whether they were going to tell, they could tell people or not. So there Mm -hmm. might be some that we won't see on TV for a while. And those are probably the people who just decided that, you know, listen, I'm not taking the chance. Right. Right. But yeah, it's, it's a crazy time. It, it really is. Um, I, you know, again, being as, you know, an older guy, I never would have thought I would have lived through anything like this. And it's so crazy to, to go through it where everybody's at home and, and, you know, but then there, you know, mm-hmm. there's some people who have to go out there. So yeah, it was, it was really, it was rough. It was really a rough day um, yeah. to, to just hear that. And I know, I don't know. Did you listen to days that day? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was, a, it, was um, it, it was tough. You could you could you could tell you could hear it, you know, in his voice, and and you can hear yes. the disappointment. You know, every time that he was talking about it, somebody else in the stream was popping up a new name. 
Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, it's, it's really tough. Um, and, you know, you're seeing other wrestlers tweeting things out. I know Bray Wyatt just tweeted out the word yuck. Um, you know, a, a lot of the mm -hmm. other ones, Alexa Bliss saying she was crying when she saw Drake Maverick, uh, mm -hmm. his, you know, so yeah, it, it was just, it was, it just, a, it was just a really, really rough time. And I think people are still kind of expecting more. Um, let's, yeah. you know, let's hope not. Uh, but you know, there, there were, before that all started, people were saying that they got, had to get rid of 40% of their workforce. So wow. that, that's a lot. <laughs> And just yeah, one of the names that that really caught me was was Rowan because yeah. I, I they could have done so much more with him mm -hmm. and you know he's a fellow redhead so I've got some love there but <laughs> um, you know I just I, I thought you know they can do so much more with him and you know hopefully he'll uh, he'll end up in AEW with his uh, former tag team partner and and they'll just blow it up. He would do well there, I, I think. And, but I, you know what? I think people, though, I think, too, are under a little bit of a misconception that – because that's what a lot of people are saying was that, look, AEW will take them. But listen, they're not making money either. No. So the no. money isn't unlimited. I, I get it. I know they have billionaires that are owners and, and Tony mm -hmm. Khan and stuff. But, yeah, look, they, you know, they might grab one or two of them. But mm -hmm. until things get back to normal, I don't think that's going to happen. So and, – and, like – they, you know, people were talking and Jeff mentioned this too. There's not an indie side now. Nobody's, right. nobody's going out and wrestling in these small shows. So you can't even go out and, and, and think, well, I'm going to go with the indie circuit anymore. So yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's tough, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that the other companies are a safety net right now. I mean, sure. Some of them will probably get picked up, but you know, yeah, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's just so sad. Really. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Man, crazy. So, so I get we've we've asked other people this in previous interviews and stuff like that. I mean, where do you where do you think the future is with wrestling? Where where do you where do you see this going five years down the road? Do you see AEW? I know you said you watch AEW. Do you think they are still around from you know five years from now? Um, do you think they're prospering? Do you think they're always going to beat WWE on Wednesdays with NXT, or do you think they're going to switch? I mean, where do you where do you see the business going? I hope that AEW prospers because I think competition just makes the product better. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want them to be like WWE. I want them to stay, you know, that kind of niche that they've um, crafted out for themselves. And, uh, you know, they give their talent a lot more freedom than WWE. Um, I think Vince his role in WWE is going to, is going to play a big part into five years down the road. If he's still around, because Vince isn't going to give it up until he's, you know, just is gone at his desk, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> see, seeing who takes over um, where they want to move the company, um, I think is, is going to be really, really important. I agree. I agree. Again, Jeff and I were just talking the other day. We were laughing because I'm a big Cowboys fan, always have been, and mm -hmm. I, I compare Vince so much to Jerry Jones. It's almost <laughs> like two of a kind. Like they, neither one of them want. They're all about the money. Neither one of them wants to really, you know, they they don't want to give anything up. They they don't want to step away. They don't want to give up any power with anything, and it it oh, it drives me crazy. It really does. And, and, I, and I think it's time. I mean, look, look, 
Vince is, is tremendous for this business, always was. I mean, made such a difference in the business. And, if, and it wouldn't yes. be what it is today without him. There is no, no question there. And I mean, I respect him for what he's done. However, I do kind of think, especially when it comes to writing and stuff, I, I don't know. I just think he's a little out of touch with, with things. I just yes. don't think he knows today's fans. And I mean, you know, there's been people that have quoted him saying that, hey, listen, I know what the fans want. You know, it doesn't matter. I, they don't know what they want. I know what they want. And, I, and ah, man, I just think he's just out of touch with some stuff. Well, I think that's not more identifiable than when you look back at WrestleMania 30 and you see what happened with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a great point. That's so, a great point. And that was the fans saying, hey, Vince, we know what we want. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I love that fans' voices can be heard. Uh, maybe not maybe not every single fan, but collectively, I think it really can make a difference. And <laughs> this, is, this is kind of a joke, but I used to say if I could have a 30-minute therapy session with anybody, it would be with Stephen King. Now I say I want a 30-minute therapy session with Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Stephen King. Oh, I love that guy. I, uh, me and Jeff, we talk about this all the time. We're both big horror fans. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's what led us to The Fiend. So, I mean, we, we're both mm -hmm. horror nuts. Uh, when we got the chance to talk to Jason Baker, he worked for the great Tom Savini. And uh, it was a fantastic uh, interview. We, we love talking to him because Tom is an absolute genius with horror stuff. Um, mm -hmm. so, you like horror movies? I mean, you mentioned Stephen King. Or you uh, just want to get into his I'm mind. A, I'm a big psychological thriller person. The thing about Stephen King is I've heard this say that, him say this before in an interview. He'll start writing, and then it'll be a couple hours later, and he doesn't know what he's written. And he has to go back and read it, and he'll scare himself. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, that's awesome. I tried <laughs> to read the uh, I tried to read the stand right now, and I got okay. the audio running time on the stand was like 64 hours or something oh, like that. That's a huge book. <laughs> huge book. I got to hour 10, and I was like, okay, considering what's going on right now, I'm going to have to finish this one later. Oh, yeah, that's not a good book to read during right now. <laughs> no, right now. No, right in, now. In, in fact, I think a, a friend of mine posted something on Facebook and said, um, have, have any of you heard, I forget the, the character's name, the woman who was bringing the good people to her, I forget her name. Um, I don't remember. I can't either. But anyway, they, he said, if, you, if any of you are going to sleep at night dreaming about this woman, um, yeah, we have a big problem right now. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. That's definitely not one to read. No, not right now. The movie It is why I'm afraid of clowns and why I kind of got fascinated with people's phobias a little bit. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that. Yeah. I can see that. Oh, it's a mess. That's that. messed up. That's a messed up story. <laughs> but, you know, The Shining, a classic, classic book. Oh, you yeah. Know, love, the, love the movie. The Jack Nicholson version. Yeah. You know, but. Yep. Um, yep. I just seen <laughs> yeah. Dr. Sleep not that long ago, and I actually liked it. I didn't get a chance to read the book, um, but it, I was surprised at how much that followed the, um, the Kubrick movie, uh, because it's no secret that, Stephen King didn't like it. 
Um, he didn't like the portrayal of Jack Torrance yeah. by Jack Nicholson in that movie. So, but it really followed that film that, or that original mm-hmm. film and storyline. So, um, but it was really good. If you haven't seen it, um, it's, it's a, definitely a worthy uh, sequel for the original. I didn't realize there was a sequel. I will check it out. I'm yeah, you gotta you gotta listen to that book because, and I've heard obviously the book's probably way better um, because they usually are. Uh, but yeah, it's called Doctor Sleep. Um, it just came out a little bit ago, and the book's been out for a while now. I think probably five years, four or five cool. years maybe. But um, but yeah, um, it, it's it's basically when Danny had grown up. Uh, so yeah, I I didn't know it was at first, and then I had heard about mm-hmm. it, and then um, but yeah. Yeah, you got to check that out, especially if you're a fan of the original one. Oh, that is so cool. I'm excited. <laughs> you know, you know um, audiobooks, audiobooks other than wrestling are like, you know, my, my huge form of entertainment because I don't really get into a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man, I can't wait to go looking for that book now. There you go. See, we help with everything, not just wrestling. I, I we help it. with horror stuff, it. too. I love audiobooks too. I'm a big fan. I used to listen to those when I'm going to work. If I had a long meeting I had to drive to, mm-hmm. I'd love throwing those in because they're not just people reading them anymore. A lot yeah. of them are, are almost acted, like where the yes. person will like, even if it's, a, if it's a man doing stuff, he'll change his voice if there's a female character and he'll read it almost like acting out the, the, mm-hmm. the yeah. things. And they'll, they'll use a lot of sounds and sound effects in them. So yeah, I, they really come a long way. I love those. JR actually narrated his latest book and uh, it, he did a fantastic, his impressions of Vince are hilarious. <laughs> um, now, nobody can do that better than probably Bruce Pritchard, but <laughs> JR was, I mean, narrating his books, he did a fantastic job. That's awesome. It, it was, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. And let me, I want to say this about wrestling books because a lot of people, don't realize if there's not enough demand for a book to be put on audio, it's not on audio. And so you have a population like me who's visually impaired or, you know, learning disabled population and that's how they read. And there's so many wrestling books I would love to be able to read and they're not on audio format. Like Bret Hart's book. I, I want to read it so bad. Shawn Michaels' first book, I read, I, I, I listened to a second book, but I would love to read that first book. You know, there's so many books out there um, just for the love of wrestling that I would love to be able to listen to. And, you know, it's just, unfortunately, audio companies don't do what's maybe not the most popular. Right. Now that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, hopefully they, you know, they should, uh, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely something they should look into, especially if it was a, if it was on a bestseller list or something at some point, yes. which a lot of those wrestlers books were, um, mm-hmm. they did certainly, yeah, absolutely. Something they definitely should consider. Yes. So tell everybody what you do, Brandy, when you're not, when you're not into wrestling, what, what do you, uh, what do you do? I know you, we talked a little bit about it again before we recorded. So what, what do you do when you're, uh, when you're not watching wrestling? Well, I'm a mental health counselor by trade. Um, I'm not working right now, you know, with everything that's going on. My my six-year-old little boy, Luke, I got to give him a shout out because he's a little wrestling fan in training. Shout and out to Luke, man. He's he's my life. He um he loves Braun Strowman. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. Cool. So that's awesome. He, he 
started collecting wrestling figures and he'll hand them to me and he'll say, mama, who's this? And so I'll have, you know, I'll touch it, you know, everywhere. And I'll go, oh, this is Bret Hart. And he's like, <laughs> how'd you do that? <laughs> no, so, um, but his favorites right now are, are uh, Braun Strowman and his other favorite uh, figure is Randy Orton. So oh, very cool. He's he's got good taste. Yeah, I was gonna say he follows mom. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you'll have to you'll have to get us. Uh, we we love to shout out people's collections and stuff like that on the show. So if he's got some collection stuff like that, send it along. We will uh, we will definitely pass that out on the show because uh, we, we absolutely love doing that. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. He uh he loves the uh, the Braun Strowman with the car and his mm -hmm. um walmart edition of the championship title you know are probably his favorite wrestling related things nice yes nice. well, i wish good. they still had wrestling buddies do you remember oh, those yes yeah. we do yes we do um we were talking to one of the wrestlers she's the current nwa champ um she actually had um, one of, I guess someone that, that knew her or whatever called her up and said, I can make you a wrestling buddy. And they actually oh, made it awesome. So yeah, it looks, it, it's amazing. Like the, 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 the detail on it. I'm like, ah, oh. I didn't miss those things, man. They, yeah, they, they would make a fortune if they were out today. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. They were so cool. I, I'm proud to say that I had a Hulk Hogan one and my brother had an ultimate warrior one and it was on all the time with the wrestling buddies that's awesome that's yep. awesome so what would you say to somebody who is not in the days community to to come over and to check it out and uh, obviously uh you know check us out as well because it's always great hearing that from someone that has been in the community and 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 what their take is on the community as well if you want a truly passionate experience, listen to a day's stream. Um, plus with days, I also love, you get a different cultural perspective. Because um, the Southern United States is definitely not the same as, you know, London, England. or um, And I love the passion that days has. I found out about you guys, obviously, from days. And... I have to say the thing that got me right away was one of the episodes was like double J and I was like, Jeff <laughs> <laughs> Jarrett. And then of course, um, you have a Southern boy on there. So oh, yes. you, know, you, can't, you can't go wrong. And <laughs> Jody, I love how Jody describes things. I absolutely love her descriptions when you guys do Abby's window and, yep. and stuff like that. Cause there's so much of the fun house that I miss. Um, That's awesome. and so the more detailed you guys are about that, the more I love it because the first, the very first one I heard was the very first front house. And I was like, what just happened? I couldn't follow just by listening. Yep. And so to hear the, the descriptions and the conversation and the, um, just the passion, it, it makes it, it, it makes it for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Well, like I said, no, no bigger compliment for ourselves. I'm sure Daze is going to feel the same way and Jody as well. Um, yeah, she is very passionate about that, about Bray and about the topic and stuff like that. So yeah, um, yeah I can't say how much of a compliment it is to myself. Obviously the Southern stylings of my co-host Jeff as well. <laughs> Go Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Everybody said the sweet, the sweet sounds of Jeff. I think where 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 a couple people were saying. So there you go. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. That's oh. fantastic. The only time I've been complimented on my southern accent. There oh. you go. <laughs> there you go, man. Uh, I lived in Washington D.C. for a few months, and I got like multiple times a day. You're not from around here, are you? And I'm like, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 my wife and kids go down to visit south carolina every now and then because she has her brother and sister-in-law live down there and when they go down it's it's kind of a reverse thing it's like yeah mm -hmm. you, you guys are from the north aren't you <laughs> like, mm, yep yep mm -hmm. <laughs> well, pretty much what determines if you're from the north is is if you like sweet or salty cornbread and if you know what grits are Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. See, sweet cornbread, and I do not know what grits are. I've never had them in my entire life. You're missing out, Joe. You're right, missing there, out. You're totally so there, there you out. go. We need, we need to get him some shrimp and grits. We do need to get you some shrimp and grits, man. He, he, needs, he needs some shrimp and grits and some fried green tomatoes. Oh, yes. now, see, the only thing I've ever heard of that would be the movie. Um, so The yeah. book's better, and okay. the food is better. So there you go. Nice, nice. See <laughs> oh, that? We got to, we got to get you on that, Joe, and some sweet tea. Oh, absolutely, now, man! What is now that? Some real sweet tea. tea. I was just gonna say. Now they have that up here, but I kind of doubt that it's anywhere near the the kind that you guys have down there. Because my daughter went down there and loves it, and then when she comes back up here and she drinks the kind they have up here, they're like, "Yeah, that's garbage." <laughs> so, oh, dude. Man. Oh, um, man, oh man. No, Jeff. Look, I believe South Carolina is is where one of my favorite musicians started. Uh, the great uh -huh. Darius Rucker. Yes. Nice. Yes. So, hey. you know, I, cool. I love you because of that, too. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, listen, it's, it's great here. I, I, I grew up here, so, um, so I, I love South Carolina. Um, I probably love it a little too much because the food was um, growing up. The food was, was very good. And, you know, having my grandmother and my mom cooking all that good soul food and all that, yeah. um, you know, with, you know, the cornbread and the mm -hmm. collard greens and black eyed peas and all that good stuff. Um, yep. I'm making myself hungry right now. So <laughs> yeah, you just you, you just need to throw a peach cobbler in there, and you got it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I had some peach cobbler last weekend, and um, I was very sad that I ate it as fast as I did. I was <laughs> I was, I was very upset with myself with just it. scarfing it down. I love it. That's great. Um, you know, and what I feel so bad for days is one night in one of the streams, he was talking about uh, the fast food or restaurants they have over there that we may not have here. And I was like, days, you need Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I have that up here. So Praise Jesus. I love Chick-fil-A. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. In, in who, fact, who I took my fam. I took my family and loaded them into the car, and we drove to the one that's about half an hour away from us, and we got takeout the one day because my daughter was craving Chick Fil A. So yes, love Chick Fil A. That you got major daddy points then. I I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Although yeah. it's it's really difficult to to put the family in a car and then eat in the car um, because then you're sitting there with like hand sanitizer and wipes and you're wiping yourself off after everything else. So nah. it's, 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 it's kind of a pain to do, but it, it was worth it. It was worth Look, it. Dude, I, I don't want to hear it. Imagine me and blind trying to eat in the car. Okay. Oh, I, Look, I you, can. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you got nothing. You got nothing on me. Okay. You are correct. You yeah, are correct. I'm, Not going to argue that point at all. <laughs> I, I joke around. I joke around a lot, and I'm like, you know, if you if you want an experience, just wear a blindfold for five minutes and oh, see what man. happens. Oh <laughs> man, unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, yeah. listen, Brandy, we really appreciate you joining us, and thanks so much for reaching out to us. Um, yes, because- I appreciate you guys. Oh, we, we, we love it. We can't, again, like I said, it's, it's such a huge compliment, um, coming from, coming from you and, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, letting us know that you listen to the show and I'm sure it's going to be for days as well. And, and, uh, we, we had a blast just talking wrestling with you tonight and, uh, and listen, thanks so much for being a part of the days community and, Mm -hmm. and being a part and listening to our show and, and, uh, man, you know, we, we can, uh, we certainly will see you in the community and, and we will, uh, I'm sure we will uh, we will talk to you again at some point down the road. Hey, I'm here. But look, I have a show request, okay? Sure. Since we all seem to have a love for horror and wrestling, I want you guys to do a show about the darker characters in the history Ooh. of wrestling. Wow. Mm. There you go. There I you would go. like that idea. That's a very I good idea. I love it. Very good idea. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love that, it. That's definitely that something be... to talk about for sure. Yeah. That would be absolutely cool. And yeah. and since I know you enjoy horror a little bit, I'm going to do a shameless plug. I also have a horror movie podcast that I do with a friend Sweet. of mine. And uh, if you go on our YouTube channel, there's a, it's a part of, it's on there, but it's called uh, Movies to be Murdered by. And it's all about horror movies. Cool. Have you talked about uh, Hitchcock on there? Not yet. It's coming up, though. Okay. All right. Awesome. I'm up. excited. I'm excited. <laughs> and uh, uh, maybe throw in some uh, Silence of the Lambs for me, too. So. Yes. Yes. There you go. And that next week's episode, we're talking about Rosemary's Baby. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't finish it. I was like, this is too much. I, I, yeah, it's I a lot. Uh, I couldn't finish The Exorcist either. Oh, don't get me started on The Exorcist. I've told, <laughs> I've told many people that I that, that movie ruined me when I was like... Guard Joe for life. Yeah, first of oh all, my, my mom, like, I, I don't know. My mom got into horror stuff. My mom read these books that literally when I was a seven-year-old, when I'd see the cover of the book, I was scared. Because... <laughs> You can read all this stuff. Like I'm like, I, and mm-hmm. I remember watching that, and I wasn't. I had to probably be eight or nine, and I'm like, yeah. oh, like that movie just wrecked me. And to this day, I can watch all the gore, the slasher films, all that kind of stuff, but demonic possession stuff, nope, nope. I draw the line. I'm like, nope, can't do it. And no, I, I can't do it either. I literally no, think um, that it wrecked me, and I, I just can't mm-hmm. do that stuff anymore. So, no. yep. 
you know, I love hearing some of the uh, some of the stories behind some of that stuff, like you know the truth behind Amity, Amityville, or you know some of the yeah. true stuff behind yep, the yep. Exorcist story. I I love some of that stuff. Yeah, I agree. I that, that a lot yeah. of that used to be. A lot of that used to be public knowledge. They used to put that on TV a lot. They they have mm-hmm. they have shows and stuff back in the day that were. I remember a show called PM Magazine when I was a kid, and it was all mm-hmm. about like news stuff. But it was kind of you know they it wasn't necessarily like a new show like sixty minutes. But and I remember right. after Amityville, um, and that became popular. They had a TV crew go to that house because that house is still. Yes. There. Um, they had a a crew go in there and they went into the house and here the house was painted pink so it was kind of very non-threatening um and then they went down the basement i remember them filming down there and they were like everything was bricked over and sealed off Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff so but yeah uh it yeah it's funny how they they, yeah they they did used to do things like that but again not really much anymore because it's so different now the movies are so different but yeah yeah now you got jeff's podcast to listen to as well so that's awesome i'm excited Uh, yeah that's awesome i'm supposed to be on an episode we're gonna talk friday the 13th because i'm a big friday the 13th fan never Uh, seen it oh so good so good well (laughs) i shouldn't say that i'm very biased because a lot of it's bad um (laughs) there are so many of them and probably like the last five or six were just awful but they, the you know the first one the second one uh, probably one through four yeah they're actually really good films and i i mean i'm a big fan of all the slasher stuff so yeah but well listen uh, again probably, I, go ahead no i was just gonna say probably my favorite in the last 20 years or so was probably the exorcism of emily rose oh now see nope I, that's i can't yeah. nope can't watch it nope 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 <laughs> That was good. Nope, heard it, it was really good. Nope, heard about that one. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> it was good. Based on a true story again. So. I, yep, yeah. yep. Man. So we know Joe won't be watching that one. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, listen, Brandy. Thank you for your thank, time. Oh, no problem. Thank you so thank much. You. We we absolutely love the conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. And and uh, again, uh, we will see you in the in the chat there. And if not, again, yes. uh, we'd love to have you on again someday. Anytime. And Jeff, get 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 Joe some sweet tea for heaven's sake. <laughs> yes, I will work on that. Yeah. Sweet tea All and right, shrimp and grits. Good job. Good job. <laughs> thank you so right. much. Good night, guys. Take care.